0: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member FDIC.
1: inside sports with reed wilkins is brought to you by james h brown and associates alberta injury lawyers the heavy hitters of injury law Feeling. Sometimes
0: everybody
1: cries. Dave Campbell everybody joining us. Dave, usually it's more of a inspirational intro when you're uh, coming onto the show, but not tonight.
0: I, I didn't come down here with any tissues. I'm going to use my shirt now because um, that's all I have to uh, wipe away my tears. So
1: it was. Did you find? Okay, two things. I found. Um, Now, it's not like I talked to everybody in the city, obviously. Everybody cheers for the Oilers. It felt nervous yesterday, though. And I guess the day before, after losing game five, it felt a little more nervous. And then it just felt sad today. Um, It did. uh, Like, last year was a little bit, hey, you won the Battle of Alberta. Colorado was supposed to win the Stanley Cup. You couldn't beat them. Okay, it happens. Next year looks bright and this year was next year and it was fairly bright for all uh, i don't know what it, like for you is it just losing in round two losing to vegas the way they lost i mean what's the the crusher for you
0: here i think it's losing the way they did i don't think it's losing to vegas because i think many people including including myself i think you i think brownie talked about it too we really underestimated the Vegas Golden Knights. Like I thought, the Kings were the best team uh, in the division, other than the Oilers. And the Knights are, are full marks. It's the way they lost, I think, for sure. And you know, I, I ran some ran some numbers uh, just before I, coming on with you. I like using Natural Stat Trick. It's a really simple, uh, kind of, you know, uh, analytics site. I mean, not everything on here, I'm sure, is is completely 100% accurate, but I think it's pretty close. You look at their five-on-five numbers and. Uh, the Oilers controlled possession, they controlled, uh, the scoring chances and yet they were outscored 15 to nine, including, uh, 10 high danger chances, read 10 high danger chances allowed or, or for, for goals. But if then, then I went, okay, even strength, just even strength numbers. Okay. It gets worse, read, it gets worse. The Oilers were outscored 18 to 9 in that scenario. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, it's the five on five play, yes, but the even strength play, even on four and four, they didn't do very well against the Knights. Um, I'm bothered by game one a lot. I'm bothered by game three even more because they were at home. Um, game five, there was only one dangerous player on the ice, and that's Connor McDavid. In game six, they found a way to give the game back after a 2-1 lead. And, you know, in game five, they still had control of the game, right? I mean, it was 90 seconds where it it just turned on its ear. Um, We're all disappointed in what we saw with the goaltending with Stuart Skinner. And, look, I think... The fall's going to be interesting because there's going to be a battle for number one, I think, with Jack Campbell. There needs to be one. You know, it'll be Campbell or Skinner. But Skinner went from a 9-14 save percentage to an 8-8-3 in the playoffs. And that's disappointing. And Jack Campbell was really good. Probably should have been in there maybe a bit more. But, you know, the five-on-five play was uh, disappointing. The even-strength play was disappointing. Too many passengers on the team. But I'm really curious to see how many uh, injured Players there were and how many ailments they were all dealing with, but uh, at the same time, you know, I think you said it last night. It's hard to get to this stage. It's hard to get to the Stanley Cup uh, final four. It's hard to get to the Stanley Cup final. You don't know how many times in your career you're going to have it happen to you, and for uh, it to end this way, it's disappointing. Leon Drysaddle his reaction. I mean, I'm telling you, that's uh, that's about as heartfelt and about as crushing of a, 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 a uh, 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 that I've ever heard an athlete sound mm-hmm. after after a, a series loss. He was devastated, dejected, disappointed, and I think that represented a lot of Oilers fans today.
1: Yeah, and, and I when I bring that up that it's hard to win, I, I I don't bring that up as a way of throwing my hands up and saying, well, just forget about it, Oilers fans. It's hard to win. I want to clarify, I'm bringing that up in the context of the Oilers' i think we're good enough to win and didn't you know take care of the details or capitalize on the moment right and that's no that's the thing when when you're there you have to do it i mean what i, I don't think he's the first person to say it but tom brady gets linked with this quote we didn't come this far to just come this far you know like when yep. you gotta you gotta take advantage you know like as as great as Phil Mickelson is, what do people mention a lot? Well, six second places at the U.S. Open, never won it. Guy won five majors, but it also gets pointed out how how many times he came that far, but didn't get quite far enough, right? And that's yeah, I, I, And again, until the, and, and I'm not like, you know, I'm not in the school of calling these guys are losers or anything like that. Like that's, that's extreme. That's not fair. Cause there's a yeah. lot of great it's ridiculous. With, 30, with 32 teams in the league. There are going to be a lot of good players that never win a Stanley cup now, but the Oilers, were good enough right if they if they just could have uh, I, and again credit to vegas but I, I don't think we saw quite the oilers best i think some of it was vegas preventing yeah. them from doing their best but i think you're right about games one and three and it, it is it it like last year was an opportunity lost but it didn't feel like an opportunity lost this feels like an opportunity mm-hmm. lost
0: yeah it does absolutely and it's, you know, I, I remember last year where you felt, and let's remember, the first five games against the the LA Kings in the first round, I mean, they had their good moments. I mean, they, they blew the doors off of the Kings in games two and three, didn't look great in game one or four or five. Um, five is the game I think they lost in overtime, right? I think Kempe scored yeah. with a minute in or something like that. Um, and then game six, they were fantastic. Game seven, they were fantastic, were terrible in game one against Calgary. But then again, they managed to score six goals on Markstrom. And then they win the rest of the way. And even against the Avalanche, I think there was only one game in that series where they were really, you know, lopsided loss. But you felt that team last year, Reed, they were going to pull something out and, and they were going to do something special. And you had 13 goals from Kane. You had 11 goals from Hyman. Even Newton Hopkins factored in a little bit better than we know what Leon Dreisettle did on one leg and what McDavid did. And Mike Smith was pretty good. Their power play was still very, very good. But this year, Reid, is it just me? But when I watched the games, it just felt like this is such a struggle for this team. You know, and they had the great comeback in game four. And then they built momentum uh, in game five against L.A. and then in game six... You know, they, they, they kind of look like that team last year. And, and this year, that was able to shake off the resiliency. But, you know, Vegas, they just they just dominated them on the forecheck. And it was such a, a contrast. L.A., well, they had all time and space in the world to get the puck out, you know, or, or try to. It's just the neutral zone you had to get through. And then once you got through the neutral zone, you got into their own zone and they figured it out. Well, they, they were far superior. The Knights gave you no time at all to react and they struggled really with that and you look at how they defended the zone, uh, the, the their own zone against the Oilers. I mean, they, they could not find the middle of the ice. They had to go perimeter for the most part and yet, yay, the third period yesterday, they had some pretty great a chances and we got to give Aiden Hill some credit too and that kind of bugs me because it's like, I don't know who Aiden Hill is, but all I know is he he stole maybe a couple games. And I know another no goaltender did not, and that, and that was unfortunate.
1: All right. Uh, we just want to spend a couple minutes on the Elks here. Uh, first of all, Chris Jones uh, talking earlier today about leaving camp on Wednesday for a very special reason. This week, my, my youngest daughter, Austin, she graduates uh, down in Marion County, down down where I'm from. And so, as soon as practice is over, I gotta hop on an airplane, fly all night, get down there, and uh, see the graduation. And then, uh, and then on Friday morning, I hop on a plane, really really early, and get on back. So I mean, it's a it's a hectic schedule this week, especially with the short week uh, leading into the first preseason. Uh-huh. You gotta do what you gotta do, right? That's yes. right. Yeah, she's she's my she's my last little rug rat. She's yeah. a, she's something. <laughs> So probably the one most like me. She's hard-headed like I am. <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> Chris Jones, uh, so he's going to be, how are things going? At, I know it's early. Um, you know, the, the, Eugene Lewis, I guess the big name acquisition, but some other new oh. guys how, like very early, but anybody standing out?
0: Eugene Lewis looks smooth. I mean, it's fun to watch him. He is such a, a an, an accurate precision-like route runner and he, he finds a way to get open i mean he's not going to wow you with speed he's just so darn smart he knows how to break down a, a defensive back he does it so well and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch uh, uh him this year the quarterback play uh, taylor cornelius and trey ford there's not really a competition i mean today chris jones says we know who our starter is it's cornelius we know trey ford's our backup but you know trey ford's been getting uh, some first team reps as well we know cornelius has and both have looked really good. Uh, their running back stable behind Kevin Brown. Wow, they they went and they got out. Uh, they got some really really good running backs. There's a fellow by the name of Shannon Brooks um, in rookie camp. Final day, just trucks a defender on a way to the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, that was fun. Their uh, defensive line, they look good. They look like they brought in a lot of guys that can really get a good push. And on their starting group, you're going to see uh, Jamin Pelly the Canadian. Uh, Daniel Ross, who we heard all last season, well, if we only had Daniel Ross healthy. And, you know, when he came here the first time about 10 years ago, he was 19 years old, went to the NFL and now it's back, got hurt first day of camp and never saw him. But he's looked good. Um, the secondary is, um, it's interesting because, you know, talked to Aaron Grimes yesterday and he was repping at the wide side corner, which I haven't seen him at that spot since his rookie year in 2013. And we know last year he, uh, missed all of the regular season because he hurt his knee in that preseason game against the Stampeders uh, when he was about, what, four four snaps away from, from being out of the game completely. Um, You know, he said, I can't believe how sore my feet are and how on fire they are right now because uh, he hasn't played for a year. Um, he's manning one corner spot. Ed Ganey's manning the the short side. Uluca's pure foys at safety. Um, and they got a lot of um, newcomers that have come in uh, at the halfback spots. And they, they have looked good. They got some good competition. But we're starting to see some injuries, especially to the rookies or, or the first-year players or the hopefuls. Um, Jordan Lucas, who won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, in that comeback win over the the uh, uh san francisco 49ers he's played 50 nfl games what looked good at the short side halfback spot but he pulled his hamstring yesterday so uh, there's more competition at the halfback spots i will say this reed two things that i'm noticing uh one they they look faster two they look more organized and this plays into the third point where last year was all kind of slapped together even though there was some talent and and you know Chris Jones brings in a lot of uh, good pedigree along with the coaching staff, but it, the continuity is huge. I mean, the, they're they're on track to have about 16 returning starters out of 24 last year. And I know some people are going to say that team was 4 and 14 though, Dave. I mean, why would they want to bring those guys back? But you you know continuity in football, as you know, is is huge. Reed, and you know they're trying to grow with a core and see if they can you know win some football games but you know familiarity continuity is big and you know i I see a lot of players that are coming in and they don't look like you know things are happening at a million miles an hour i think they're coming in more way way more comfortable all
1: right Dave, thanks for the update. Appreciate you hopping on. Uh, yeah, we'll be doing this a lot throughout the football season. Uh, Monday at Calgary on six thirty. Chad, twelve thirty. Countdown to kickoff game of
0: two. Appreciate it, buddy. You got it. And and the healing is beginning, folks. The healing the, is beginning. The, Play a sad song if you need to, but the healing will come. The, the
1: healing is is uh, is beginning, and uh, we will have a, a bit of a more uh, upbeat musical uh, look at some Oilers highlights when we uh, bring you back to Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Rupe Hintz has the only goal in the game, his ninth of the playoffs. Dallas leading Seattle 1-0 with the third period about to start in game seven. All right. Appreciate all the calls and messages tonight, uh, breaking down what went wrong for the Oilers and where do we go from here. Big thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. David with Hyman in front, Taylor drives down, shoots and scores, he has four, Yamamoto looking for the net, top of the left circle, shot scores! It has never led. Hyman left
0: wing for the win. He shoots and scores. Zach Hyman. This game is over. This series is
1: tied.